Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, welcome. We release a new episode every Wednesday. Easiest way to remember that is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Go ahead and hit that now. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook or Instagram and YouTube. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's simple to do. A few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you and visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the leading hope community kevin today we are in episode 147 title the future leader the oh you would put the emphasis where i didn't expect you to i know <laughs> yeah. i did that on purpose yeah you like that Can you say it the, differently the future leader you say it. The, the future leader. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> so, um, the future there we leader. Go. That's what I was there looking for. I knew what you were looking for. Um, so, I was recently part of a group uh, that was looking to uh, redesign a ministry curriculum development. Okay. Wait, say that again. Uh, college yep. that was looking to redesign their curriculum, their course load for people going into ministry. Got it. Okay. So that's what the topic of conversation was, but it became this like really fascinating people from all over different parts of the country, people in different positions and levels. So it was, it was an incredible group to have a discussion with, but the question become like this idea of to say, what does the future leader in the church look like? And what is the reality that they need to be prepared for? Mm. And so we're doing this in light of curriculum course load. Okay. So when you would think through like, Hey, what does a leadership curriculum look like? What are the things that a leader needs to be competent in, needs to be aware in? That was kind of the foundation for the conversation. Yeah. And so as we're getting into the pieces, it became, it became really frustrating to try to design it. Because it continuously went to this like, well, if they're good in this area, but they don't possess this, then it won't work. So like some examples to say like, um, if they're a great speaker, but they're not empathetic, then they're just going to run all over people. If they're, if they're brilliant, but they don't execute then we haven't actually accomplished something. Yeah. This makes sense. Yep, absolutely. So it's over and over again, this sense of to say like when typical college course programs are designed for skill acquisition, okay, for learning, for mental tools that people can use. It was like, it was frustrating because we kept going. If, if we prepare people in these different competencies, but it doesn't, there's not an emphasis on this internal disposition of who they are, this virtue, this character that they need to have, then none of it really matters. That makes sense? Yeah, I, I get what you're tracking. If they're brilliant, but they're not teachable, then the reality is, is that their brilliance is capped. It's got a ceiling in it. And so then just as we're making this way out into the conversation, the conversation began to switch. And to say, what if the emphasis in the curriculum was on developing virtue? What if the focal point of the curriculum was on acquiring character? Then 
any one of these skills can get added on top of that. In fact, if we put the focus on virtue acquisition at the core, most of these other pieces will take care of themselves in due time. They may not be as skilled initially, but they will be far more skilled eventually because they'll continue to learn and develop. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. All right, talk for a second while I take a drink. Okay, I'm talking for a second while he takes a drink. (laughs) Okay, cool. So a really simple way of saying that (laughs) is character over competence, which people view in hiring. They say, pick character over confidence. Oh, over competence. Sorry, not confidence. Pick character over competence. But I don't think we view this in terms of a leadership development paradigm to say virtue is essential. And if virtue is there, the competencies will come into play. So this is kind of my own thought experiment is I want to go through and I want to say, what are the essential virtues, the essential character pieces of a future leader? What are the things that you have to absolutely to possess to ensure that in the future you'll be qualified? Because if you acquire like a great skill set in a technology that is no longer used, then you are now extinct. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. If you acquire a great skill set <clears throat> in a, a form of communication that all of a sudden gets waylaid by some other new medium then the reality is, is like, you're no longer effective. Sure. But if there's certain virtues that you have, you ensure that you can be effective in any environment because you're naturally going to acquire whatever skill is necessary. Cool? Working Makes on sense? It. Yeah. So I want to take people through what I think are the five essential virtues for a future leader. The five essential virtues that just personal opinion that I believe will ensure that your leadership will be able to stand the test of time. So I want to walk through those. So I believe those five virtues are empathy, humility, love, calling, and courage. And I I probably could have made a list of 20, but these are the ones that I could boil down personally that I could go. I think these five really form the core of what a future leader needs to be of someone who is constantly effective and constantly healthy in what they do. Empathy, humility, love, calling, and courage. So I just want to walk through those briefly. Uh, first one, empathy. Uh, I believe empathy is essential virtue for the future leader because empathy is the basis of communication. All communication, I believe communication is so important, but really the foundation of it is to be able to feel what another person feels. And I I found that the biggest, um, (laughs) the biggest issues that people have faced in their communication is they don't know what it's like to hear that word, read that email or read that tweet. And because you can't put yourself in the position, you only see your basis. And it's just so funny. I would say like a corporate training on social media use, or I'll even say church training on social media use. They never really address like, what is it like for someone else to read what you wrote? Yeah. Put yourself in their position. And that is, that's not skill. That's virtue. 
And so to acknowledge that like, hey, if we're going to be able to lead others well, I focus specifically on communication here, but you can't lead someone well if you haven't first felt what they felt in order to take them to that next place. You can't start with where you want someone to be. You have to start with where they are. And so if you do not have empathy, you do not have the ability to lead anyone in that sense. It's good. Good. Yep. Number two, humility. The, uh, and there's so many definitions for humility. I just want to put it like really, really simple. Like my favorite one is C.S. Lewis's where he says humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's yeah, thinking good. of yourself less. I think that's so good. It's not a preoccupation with yourself, but I just want to use this simple definition. Humility is the awareness that you're not there. Yeah. Humility is the awareness that in every situation environment you have room to grow. You could be part of the problem. The awareness that you're not there. When you are humble, teachability is naturally associated with it. When you are humble, you understand that there are more skills you need to acquire, that the people around you are also people that you can learn from. One of the, one of the biggest struggles that we got into in the conversation was to say, uh, so many times, I'm sure this is true of every field, I really only have that much experience in ministry with people coming right out of college, but people come out of college and they assume now their job is to be the expert. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, now they taught me everything. So let me tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> and to go, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I, I pray to God, you know, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And that if you have the virtue of humility, that'll never be your posture. So you need empathy. You need hum humility. The third virtue is love. And it, that may be surprising. You go, whoa, love. Like, I thought we just fell in love. I thought it just like kind of naturally happened in some ways, this magical thing. And uh, this is what I believe. If, I, if we just kind of like peel some of the layers away from love and what is, uh, I believe that love is the greatest motivator in the entire world. It is only love that allows you to be sleep deprived and keep getting up in the middle of the night with your screaming child. It is only love that allows you to apologize over and over and over again. That doesn't feel good to have to keep apologizing. We're going to get to apologizing yep. in a couple of weeks and yep. that's going to be fun. Love is the greatest motivator in all things. And we see from first Corinthians 13, the actions where it says love uh, does not keep a record of wrongs because it's motivated towards the future. Love um, is kind, love is patient, love is forgiving. And, and we see in all these things that motivation behind there. Leaders who love don't have to be inspired. Ooh. There's already something in them that's driving them. They're not looking for the next bit of motivation. They're not looking for that, oh, let's watch the hype video to pump me up for this next thing. No, they're motivated internally because there's something deeper internal that is carrying Good. them into the future. And Good. I believe that. I, and if we can say it like this, um, there are people who love little and there are people who love much. Not just like, oh, I love this, but not that. I don't see that as the dynamic nearly as much. There are people who love in great abundance so many different things. Yeah. And there are people whose love is very sparse, which teaches us that love is part of your character. Yeah. 
Like, it's not just you happen to love it or not. Love can be part of who you are. And I believe at a leadership level, that is the source of motivation. It's also empathy and humility. But I just wanted to touch on that one piece here. So empathy, humility, love. The fourth one is calling. I believe that the virtue of calling, and again, this may seem a little odd because you go, no, calling just happens. You just like calling just just finds you. No, I, I believe you seek out, you discover, and you cultivate calling. I, I believe that there will be, we could spend forever on calling, just real briefly. I believe that you will have callings for your entire life. And then I also believe you will have specific callings for a season. But leaders who are called are looking far enough in the future to ensure that they're creating a better future. They're not just jumping from job to job, seeking what they can gain so they can take that next rung on the ladder. I believe leaders who are called, they understand that where they are, they may not be forever, but they're not already looking to the next thing while they're in their present assignment because they know that what they're doing is important, it's significant, and it matters. Empathy, humility, love, calling, And then I believe the last one that the leaders in the future must have is they must have courage. They must have the willingness to actually live it out. There is no excuse. There is, let me say it a little kinder. There is no substitute for a lack of courage. At the end of the day, um, a conversation with a friend recently, uh, they said it like this. They said, I have found that leaders who are people pleasers will just never get anywhere. That if you are a people pleaser at heart and what you want to do is just for everyone to like you instead of to do what is actually needed, there is no amount of coaching or anything else that can substitute for that. Yep. I think that's an important thing because I think so many people can get confused that uh, to not please someone is to not love them. Ooh. Could not be in more incorrect Ooh. in the world. It's good. Yeah. And so there's just like my, as we're sitting there having the discussion, I'll be honest with you. I wrote down this podcast episode on the back of our agenda <clears throat> that we were working through in the moment and just going, man, if competence, if competency skills are only seasonal and eventually all those skills are going to be dated and virtue will lead to competence over time. What are those essential virtues that must be there? And again, I, I could have written down a thousand other things. Yeah. I, I, I believe like like a popular one phrase today is authenticity. I believe authenticity is found in humility and calling. Sure. I believe in that combination of those two is really the source of authenticity. I believe there's a thousand other things, but I kept coming back to empathy, humility, love, calling, and courage. Yeah, there's a couple other ones that come to mind that you could think, but it's these five are uh, can't should not, in my opinion, be disputed as things that a competent leader would would have. Someone that can actually drive change in organization yeah. and actually move the mission or vision of your company or church forward. I don't think that's can't dispute that. I think the uh, there's not much I can add or ask questions about these things as individual subject matter because okay. it, they are what they are. Yeah. Like I think the bigger question here and the point of I don't know what the I mean this is obvious, but like the point of your of your visit 
is to help the college move forward in this area because we're just teaching people skills and not teaching them how to be people. Yeah. Right. Like, like in, we're in, teaching that we're teaching people how to be good, not teaching them how to be good people. <laughs> here we go. Uh, that's really good. Um, but here's, here's my question, I guess is, and I don't know the answer to this. That's why go. I'm asking it. So don't think I have a, okay. an edge on this or one way or the If I have empathy, humility, love, calling and courage, I'm ready. Like I, I've got that. I've, yeah. I've, I would, I've learned it. I've put it in practice. I have those things, but I can't, I have no skill. I can't do nothing. Yeah. What am I? Well, um, here's, here's what I would say though, <laughs> is to say, if you're humble and you have calling, then you're going to equip yourself. Gotcha. So, so like people so there's go, an, there's a, there's a, there's an automatic qualifier that's, in, it's bestowed within these values. If, if I believe I'm not there yet, and I also believe that God is doing something powerful in my life, and I have the courage to step into that, I am always going to do what is necessary to equip myself as I go in that process. Do you know how powerful that word is for somebody <laughs> today? Like, think about that. Because yeah. there's so many people that I run into, and I'll just take it in the, in the, in the, in the, in the church. They say, you know, I just don't have that skill. Well, then you're probably missing one of these yes. virtues yes. that's stopping you from seeing your full potential. You yeah. haven't connected with one of these value, virtues that, that actually is truth over your life, and that's why you don't believe you can live into one of these avenues. Yep. That's real. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, that should be this. That yeah, man. I don't even. I mean, there's so much there that people could could move forward within their career, their life, their relationships. Well, that's why it just even in the conversation, and and this may seem like unnecessary for people to be like, "Wow, a whole podcast." I was so energized in the conversation because I saw the failings, like the massive failings, of just instilling knowledge into people teaching people skills over and over again and not ensuring that they were becoming a person who would use those skills in a healthy way, yeah. who would continue to learn and who had the drive behind it. So I would say it like this. <laughs> um, I have, uh, there have been moments, this is going to take a dark turn just for a second. Oh, okay. There have been moments in my marriage in which we have struggled greatly. Sure. And those moments in which we have struggled greatly was usually when my love was at the least. Yep. When my love was at its highest, even the obstacles didn't feel like obstacles because we were pursuing it together. That's good. And so, so I want this to say, like, like, if we teach people how to be team builders, vision casters, culture setters, but they don't love... We have created monsters. Yeah. Like that is what has happened in the end. Yeah. Or on the other side is their burnout within five years because they don't care that much about the thing that they're doing. That's right. Um, one other thing, I'll say this because it's just fresh in my mind, especially with some recent conversations with parents. I have I have kids in high school, so I'm a little different level than you are um, <laughs> in this regard. Yeah. But a lot of parents these days are talking about high, how high school are teaching kids things that they're not going to use in their life. And they're replacing that thing, like whatever it is, the math or the calculus or the, yeah. you know, or, 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 or the languages, whatever it is, whatever it is that they're chemistry, whatever, you know. Yeah. And they're saying we need to teach these kids Skills, yeah. right? We need skills in the workplace. Not wrong, 
but not hitting the mark. We need to be teaching kids empathy, humility, love, calling, and courage, because born out of that will become the skill, will become the thing that they need to become. Yeah. These are the things that we teach the kids, and born out of that yeah. belief is what they become. Man, that's, to me, that, I never even thought about that specifically in that, that, that setting. Cool. That changes everything. That's good. It's good. Wrap so it here's up. my, uh, this is going to be a long wrap up. Okay. Good. But like 60 seconds. I'll get through this fast. Cool. Uh, the best way to acquire virtue is through osmosis. Uh, we receive virtue from those who were around. We learn courage by seeing others model courage. And so uh, this is what I believe is that our, our best teachers, the qualifications are not what they know, but who they are. Imagine if future resumes were accepted or rejected, not based upon degrees, but based upon empathy, humility, love, calling, courage, yeah. that we were far more clear on who the people were than what they could accomplish or what skills they had. We would ensure that we were creating leaders that were built for the future, that were good at the core. Wow. 147, that wraps it up. The Future Leader Powerful today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review, or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We hope that you uh, are, are, are paying attention every week, <laughs> that you're sharing this, uh, and that you have stories, and we'd love to hear those, uh, how it's working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you, and remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.